Blog Talk Radio. It's time to strap our boots on. This is a perfect day to die. Wipe the blood out of our eyes. In this life, there's no surrender. There's nothing left for us to do Find the strength to see this through We are the ones who will never be broken With our final breath We'll fight to the death We are soldiers, we are soldiers
Anderson, thank you once again for coming to Bard's Logic, Political Talk, part of the conservative conversation. And usually, I, you know, at least of late, except lately, I generally, you know, don't play the entire song there. But it's, it's for me at least, it's a very motivational song. It's almost like, you know, being at a, you know, the songs when they start at a rally, and it kind of gets uh, gets me rallied up here uh, for the show. Uh, which, you know, I think we uh, we could use some of that, some rallying. I think that was a big part of what uh, President Trump's speech at CPAC was meant to do as well. Uh, that happened this uh, past weekend. And on tonight's uh, episode, uh, we will be, uh, you know, breaking the speech down uh, tonight from uh, some of our panelists here. Uh, Joseph will not be uh, making it tonight, and neither will uh, Susan. So hopefully, uh, you know, Susan's out of town and he's got some things to do. So uh, we wish them a good week. Uh, so that's what we'll be uh, discussed tonight. Uh, now, these United States rightful president, President Trump, uh, now he made his first appearance since the installation uh, of the occupier of the White House, as uh, I call him. And... Now, President Trump, uh, for those who have seen it uh, or, or, or at least heard it, uh, know that he, he hinted that he may run again in 2024. I think is a, a good shot of that. Uh, we'll be talking about that tonight. Uh, he did win the straw poll with 55% of the vote. Uh, second place was by Governor DeSantis of Florida with 21% of the vote. Uh, Christy Nome, uh she got uh, 4%, and uh, Pence got a measly 1%. Uh, uh, now, President Trump also, uh, during the speech, and you'll hear it uh, tonight as well, uh, but he also uh, named names, and he talked about the people who betrayed him uh, during the Democrats' uh, continuing uh, witch hunt in their second impeachment attempt. Now, we uh, as patriots and America-loving citizens must vote out those that have turned their backs on America first. Uh, Now, many still see President Trump as the leader of the Republican Party. Uh, Currently, the the host here of the show does as well, Uh, especially since uh, he did quell the notions of his starting a third party. I know there's a lot of folks who were kind of hoping that and deep kind of hoping maybe that inside, I think that's got to start at the, the local level, not the national level, or have someone such as Trump uh, you know, starting one at this point. Um, but I would like to see a multi-party system. That's, no, that's not news here from anybody's regular listeners. Um, but hopefully, you know, the Republican Party will return uh, the loyalty Trump has shown to their party. I mean, Trump could have said, yep, screw you, Republican Party. I'm going to go ahead and start a third party, but he didn't. He's he's remaining loyal to the party. And so hopefully his loyalty is going to be returned uh, for that. Uh, Now, President Trump also indicated uh, during the speech uh, what needs to be the priorities in in the years to come as we fight against the Democrats and their lust for power. And that's that's what all it is, lust for power and control. Um, Now, of course, one of the things he pointed out, uh, we'll talk about this as well, uh, is voter integrity, as you know, is key, um, and we must reach out to our representatives and tell them we will not support HR one, which is the Democrats' ploy to hold on to power uh, near perpetuity. 
And also, uh, I'm hoping to get to an article tonight from the Bars Logic Political Talk website at the newsroom at www.barslogicpoliticaltalk.com about how moderate Democrats even need to beware. Um, As we said before, the Democrat Party is not the party of JFK any longer, and the left and their sycophants and the, quote, media are going to come after them too, the media Democrats, for not towing the, the liberal line. Uh, but before we get into the uh, the speech, let's go ahead and uh, welcome uh, Suzette. Uh, thank you very much, Suzette, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? I'm doing well. Thank you for taking my call. All right. Sounds like you got a good show revved up. I'm excited and looking forward to it. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll, we'll, you know, we'll just play, you know, as uh, Callie suggested, um, just about seven or eight minutes of the clip. We won't do it all in its entirety. And then give us the opportunity to, you know, make comment on that, you know, on, the, you know, on what he said, and then, you know, kind of move forward. We may or may not get through the whole speech, uh, but it's just something, you know, kind uh-huh. of something I like to do because I like to, like to listen to, uh, to programs, you know, afterwards and kind of see, you know, if we've made any prognications, um that actually happened, which does occur here, you know, on the show, where mm-hmm. we'll, we'll say something here and then other folks will talk about it or you'll see it actually happen. Right, right. Oh, well, I think it's a great idea. It kind of it helps to, to, to play part of it and then stop it, and then we can comment on, you know, to whatever he was talking about, whatever issues there, and then move on. I like that. That's a, that's a good idea. Good, good. Well, and then uh, you know, again, it might uh, we'll we'll see which other of our uh, you know panel uh, calls in, and perhaps uh, some other callers tonight. Uh, as I said earlier, we got a couple of our uh, panels that won't be able to make it, so we'll. Uh, but I still think there's going to be plenty uh, for us <laughs> to talk about here. So let me go ahead and get that keyed up for us, uh, so we can uh, again listen to Trumps uh, you know, and you know. You, you you made some comments offline, uh, or, or off, you know, off the program. I, I definitely want to address too, Suzette, which you know, I do I do find interesting. And of course, we'll we'll get those all out. We got plenty of time. But here is the uh, the beginning of the address or the the speech, not address. Which actually, speaking of address, real quick, Suzette, I've been seeing a lot of folks uh, talk about. Uh, I know they usually don't do a State of the Union address, but normally. Uh, the president-elect in their first, you know, year has some type of speech or something. Um, people are starting to wonder what's going on with Biden. How come Biden hasn't had, uh, you know, state union-like speech um, right. as uh, the past 15 presidents have? Exactly. I and some people are saying that because he couldn't handle it. I mean, as far as you know, with the type of illness that he's been suggested for, you know, as far as him having, um, that it hits you harder at the latter part of the day and into the evening. And so depending, you know, it, they would have to, if that's the case, <laughs> uh, have it during the day instead of the evening, and then people would suspect. Um, and so, yeah, maybe that could be too. But usually, yes, you're absolutely right that they do because they, it's the beginning of their presidency. Here's where we are. Here's where we're starting. And then, they'll, you know, towards the end, then they have the other, the last one, to show where, where we've been. So... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll just have to wait yeah, and see, so, I guess. Uh, and Kamala Harris is taking a – supposedly I hear I hear she's uh, supposedly taking a lot of – talking to a lot of foreign leaders, which isn't that supposed to be the president's job as well? 
Yes, yes, indeed. In fact, um, we saw very little of Joe Biden and very little of Mike Pence. They were kind of in the in the background, but um, but the president is supposed to deal face to face with those foreign leaders. So that is a little bit odd. Hmm. I wonder what's up there. Well, 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 that's why you know before we started, I, I you know there's a lot of Democrats out there because they're like, oh, you know, when they're talking about people like, oh, well, Trump may run again. They're like, oh, well, he'll just lose again. Um, which you know perhaps. I mean, if, if they don't fix the vote, you know, fix, you know, the voting system, <laughs> then it could very well be stolen yes. again. But, even, but the right, thing is, right. they better hope. The Democrats better, and the, the you know, Democrat supporters, they better hope that the ele- – and, and one, here's a little prognostication for you, for them really, okay. is they better hope that the election was stolen. And this is why I think why. And that because – Biden's not going to last a year. He, he's not going to last a year. And if and if the and the vote was true, that he truly won, which I don't believe that for a second, but let's play devil's advocate and say that he did. Biden's not going to last a year. I don't give Biden a year, and he's certainly not going. He's, he's certainly not going to run again in 2024. He's not. It just he won't. He won't have the capacity to do that. And Kamala yeah. Harris. No, he won't. Mm-hmm. And, and Kamala Harris, she doesn't have the gravitas to be voted the president of the United States if it's a fair election. If it's a fair election, I do not believe she has the gravitas to win a presidency. I mean, look how bad she did in her own primary. Yeah, I know. There's so th- just no way. She's not going to be able to pull it off with that, that laugh of hers because you have to have more substance than just a cackle. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and she, you know, and, and I don't think, she, and seriously, even though, even though in the racial climate that we're in today, I, you know, I don't even think that will help her. I think they better pray that it was the, the that the uh, election was rigged, and then they can do it again because there's no way Kamala Harris can win in 2024 without without cheating. There's just there, there isn't. Again, she doesn't have the gravitas to do it. I agree. I agree. There's just no. She, there are a lot of people in the Democrat. Um, party that are not in Washington, just regular people, um, that do believe that, they, that there was something up with the election that wasn't right. Some of them think something just wasn't right. Others think it was stolen. They agree with, uh, with a large portion of the con- conservative or Republican Party. And then you have this small group that says, no way, no way. Joe Biden won it all the way. He got way more votes. He was way more popular. People hate Trump. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I thought that was interesting um, that uh, Democrats, independents, and uh, some liberals believe that the uh, election was stolen or that something just wasn't right about it. So that's a positive thing. It's not just a conservative well, thought also, or a theory. Already a, and some of them are already having buyer's remorse. I mean, they thought automatically, oh, oh my gosh, we're going to get $2,000 checks. We're going we're gonna to get our... Uh, you know, we're going to get our fifteen dollars an hour. We're going to get, uh, you know, all of our. Yeah, well, yeah. Now they're talking more about reparations, and they're, and they're going to get their uh, their student loans canceled. You know, so and and that, now I'm not saying none of those things are going to happen, but they're not. They're certainly not happening as quickly as uh, what the, what the people who supported them thought. Uh, and then they, they, you know, they want to try to blame the Republicans for this one point nine trillion dollar 
so-called stimulus package or COVID stimulus package, but only 9% of it, if that, uh, you know, covers, you know, COVID relief. Exactly. And Marjorie um, Green had um, basically had said so on the, um, on the house floor. Was it today or yesterday? And she had talked about all the pork that was in it. And um, so she could try and get ahead of the game. But she didn't have the backup from other Republicans as far as going on shows mm-hmm. and talking about it. We have to make these things known. And our, our representatives need to get out there, whether they think it's stupid or not or t- waste of time. You need to communicate with the American people. And CNN may try and such, shut you up and ask you questions that you don't want to answer, but you just talk over them, just like the Democrats do you know, to other people. I mean, you just talk over and say, look, this is what's in the bill. This is what's wrong with it. We didn't want it. We voted against it, you know, and so it's gone to the Senate floor, so we'll see what happens there. But this isn't right for the American people. And, you know, make your case. CNN would love to have you on because they think they can bully you around. Just don't get bullied. Well, here's what I think the Republicans should do. The Republicans should come up with their own bill and say, I tell you what, American people, we're going to give all the people who, according to the Democrats' bill, $1,400, what we're going to do is we're going to give everyone who the Democrat bill was going to give $1,400, we're going to give every one of you $2,000. And and actually, the total amount of the bill is going to be lower because what we're going to do is that's all the bill is going to do. We're going to get Mm -hmm. rid of all the pork. The only thing that's going to be in this bill is you getting $2,000. That's it. No one, states aren't going to get any, anything. You know, uh, organizations aren't going to get any money. All this, all this money that we're going to, we would pass our bill, the Republican bill, all this Republican bill is going to be $2,000 to, to the American people. That's all it's going to be. And the price tag is going to be even less than the $1.9 trillion that the Democrats are proposing. So you get your $2,000, your, your $2, and we don't have to ba- bust the bank uh, the, as much as the Democrats are going to do it. That's right. That will be a few That's years left that they have to, their kids have to pay on that because of what happened. You know. And not only that, but um, they have to pay taxes on that as well, so, of the American people. So it's a benefit, and, I, and you're absolutely right. And they need, they need to stress the American people need to call their representatives and tell them they want a clean bill. That's what it's called, a clean bill. Just one thing, one subject, that's it, no more. Well, and that's what and, – and, and that is what – that's the carrot they're dangling over people's, uh, people's heads. Like, oh, hey, you know, you want to support this bill because, there, you know, because you'll get $1,400 and the Republicans are trying to – you know, it's like, well, wait a minute. So this being a COVID relief bill, why is only 9% of it for COVID relief? For the American people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not about COVID relief. It's not about it's, – it's a bailout. It's exactly what it is. It's a bailout. That and so, uh, to other countries, yeah. don't forget, because some of that money goes to other countries too. So I don't know if they're trying to buy them, you know, as far as their favor or what, but they're sending money out to, to other countries, and we're hurting here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Exactly. 
you know, just like they want to keep Texas locked down, but then they want to keep uh, the border of Texas wide open for anyone with, you know, can come across it, whether they have COVID or not. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very true. So I'm going to go ahead and get uh, started with our uh, audio here uh, for the uh, the Trump CPAC speech. I thought it was a pretty good speech. You know, uh, there could have been some more to it, but uh, I, I think the, the the scope of it may have been more limited. But, well, that's what we're doing this tonight for. So let's go ahead and get started. Their toxic, cancel culture. 
something new to our ears, cancel culture. And I want you to know that I'm going to continue to fight right by your side. We will do the win. We're not starting new parties. You know, they kept saying he's going to start a brand new party. We have the Republican Party. It's going to unite and be stronger than ever before. I am not starting a new party. That was fake news. Fake news. Wouldn't that be brilliant? Let's start a new party. Let's divide our vote. So that you can never win. No, we're not interested in that. No, we have tremendous... Mr. McLaughlin just gave me numbers that nobody's ever heard of before. More popular than anybody. That's all of us. That's all of us. Those are great numbers, and I want to thank you very much. Those are incredible numbers. I came here, and you were giving me 95%, and 97%, and 92%. I said, they're great. And I want to thank everybody in this room and everybody all throughout the country, throughout the world, if you want to really know them. Thank you. We will be united and strong like never before. We will save and strengthen America, and we will fight the onslaught of radicalism, socialism, and indeed it all leads to communism once and for all. That's what it leads to. You'll be hearing more and more about that as we go along, but that's what it leads to. You know that. We all knew that the Biden administration was going to be bad, but none of us even imagined just how bad they would be and how far left they would go. He never talked about this. We would have those wonderful debates. He would never talk about this. He didn't know what the hell he was talking about. His campaign was all lies. Talked about energy. I thought, I said, you know, this guy actually is okay with energy. He wasn't okay with energy. Wants to put you all out of business. He's not okay with it. He wants windmills, the windmills. The windmills that don't work when you need them. Joe Biden has had the most disastrous first month of any president in modern history. Already the Biden administration has proven that they are anti-jobs, anti-family, anti-borders, anti-energy, anti-women, and anti-science. In just one short month, we have gone from America first to America last. You think about it, right? America last. There's no better example than the new and horrible crisis on our southern border. We did such a good job. It was all work. Nobody's ever seen anything like we did. Now he wants it all to go to hell. When I left office just six weeks ago, we had created the most secure border in U.S. history. We had built almost 500 miles of the great border wall that helped us with these numbers because once it's up, you know, they used to say, wall doesn't work well. You know what I've always said? Walls and wheels, those are two things that will never change. The wall has been amazing. It's been incredible. Little sections of it to complete. They don't want to complete it. They don't want to complete little sections in certain little areas. They don't want to complete but It's had an impact that nobody would even believe. It's amazing considering that the Democrats' number one priority was to make sure that the wall would never, ever get built. 
financed, get it financed. We ended catch and release, ended asylum fraud, and brought illegal crossings to historic flows. When illegal aliens trespass across our borders, they want Okay, and I think he's going to maybe refer to something <laughs> when he talked about, you know, they don't want to stop, you know, complete the wall for, you know, to protect our borders, but by golly, they want to put a wall around the Capitol Hill because what? why? They want to protect the politicians. They don't care anything. Our government, our politicians, our so-called representatives don't care anything about protecting us, the American people. But boy, they really, they, they really uh, look to want to protect themselves, don't they? They don't want to build a wall on our border to protect us against you know, illegals crossing, you know, coyotes, and I'm not talking about the animals. We know what we're talking about. Drugs. But, you know, they don't, and what about these people's properties? What about the, the Texans and in, in, in people in the other border states that have property that are being infringed on by these illegals crossing the border? Now, oh, yeah, uh, definitely that. And Go also, ahead. sorry, the extreme weather that we're having and how many people have died crossing. Then there was the other car accident where uh, 24 yeah. or 25 people were crammed into an SUV and 12 of them died and so the other ones were injured and they were trying to cross the border. I mean, come on now. If anything at all, if they really cared about those people, then they would discourage them from from being abused and, and exploited by those coyote people who transport them over the border and don't give two shits about them. They just want their money. Sorry, pardon me, but you know what I mean. It just makes <laughs> me so mad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Well, yeah, that, that, that's true. I mean, plus, you know, when I brought up the COVID, um, but one, one thing I'm glad he, he, he started off the speech is, you know, because I know, you know, I'm not, including myself, I mean, I probably from the day after, uh, you know, you know, the day after the election till probably recently, you know, uh, you, you had that forlorn feeling. I mean, it was always nice to, you know, know that, you know, we're not alone. There's tons of us out there you know, still willing to fight, uh, which is good. Mm-hmm. But he brought a positive you know, I think he's bringing some positive energy back into the movement where, you know, he's saying it's, it's far from over, you know, and it's, it's, and so it kind of gives us hope, you know, that by golly, we really need some hope that, you know, because we feel just so dejected at least. I know a lot of folks are to feel like, I mean, you know, we, we, you know, we were stolen. We had our sails flying board. high, catching yep. wind. We were just going on a catamaran, just flying and then the election, and then it was stolen, and those sales went down. <laughs> and we're trying well, to, not to get them back up. The Come president. on, give us some wins. And not just Sorry. the presidency. I mean, what, what I think the, pretty, uh, the, the very same thing happened in Georgia when they were able to, you know, get those two seats in the, in the Senate, which I find, I, you know, I, I find it too coincidental. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, the way it all all went out that night, as far as played out, it was it didn't change. It was just so predictable, from moment to moment, because it was like the all the rest that were you know from the states, Arizona, uh, Michigan, um, all the states that were suspicious 
and then now that one, and it was like, oh, okay, so you guys are playing the same game because you got away with it already with the other state. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why he mentioned, that's why I think he mentioned, you know, that is what, you know, well, he he, he hasn't brought up what he, what's important yet for, you know, for us to work forward, but he's kind of bringing up, look, you know, you know again, I'm glad he was, you know, strong and, you know, give us a lot of hope. But, he, I mean, he also started, like, when he talked about energy. I mean, we've already seen gas prices go up, diesel prices go up. And you know when you see diesel up, you know everything else is going to go up because that's, that's your shipping. That, that's your over-the-road shipping right there. Yep, and people are comparing prices on different um, podcasts and broadcasts as uh, far as how much has your gas gone up, how much, and, and significant amounts. We're paying uh, a little over $4 a gallon right now. Wow. That's crazy. That's insanity. Yep. Wow. Man, I was, I was worried about, I was complaining about, you know, $2.80. <laughs> but the thing is, I mean, that's a huge <laughs> oh jump. I mean, it was, I mean, when Trump was in office, we were looking at $2 a gallon. Yeah, yeah, that's about where we are. But California also has other special taxes. Like we have coming this summer, we have the special mix of um, fuels in order to keep those carbons down and emissions. Um, so we have to pay higher um, amounts of money for those barrels because they supposedly contain special mixtures in the summertime that evaporate uh, quickly and not hang. So it's like, okay, right. show me the science. Try to battle <laughs> small, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, 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 lastly, you know, one of the things he mentioned, and, uh, and, and Rand Paul got a lot of flack for, for this, is, you know, I can't remember her, his name, whatever, but, you know, we're talking about what he said, you know, uh, they're anti-science, they're anti-health, is when you have Biden, who is nominating or has nominated a person who, you know, for the assistant health secretary to think it's okay to give underage children Right to give minor mm-hmm. children uh, puberty blocking drugs. I mean that's mm-hmm. ridiculous. I mean, what do you mean giving a preview blessing, you know, child, or, or or you know, or a tween or whatever, you know, drugs to block their puberty? And this person's like, oh yeah. Oh. Well, he didn't. Even, when Rand Paul asked him the question, he did, totally ignored. Of course, they ignored the question. I mean, but this mm-hmm. is this is the people that Biden. Is putting into the the health secretary someone who thinks it's. I mean, this isn't just a danger to you know, you know us. Uh, it's a danger to our ch- children. Now, if you're a guy who wants to become a guy, if you're a girl who wants to become a girl, I frankly I don't care. Once you're an adult, make mm-hmm. your own mind up and do whatever the hell you want to do. I don't. I don't. Yeah, you want to marry dog? Go ahead and do it. I don't care. You know. But when you bring children into it, that that's when I'm like, look. They they should not be doing stuff to these kids who aren't. I mean, frankly, they're not even teenagers yet. So it's like, okay, so you know, Lucy, you know, can't go out and get her belly button pierced, you know, without her parents' permission. <laughs> but she might be able to go in and be able to take puberty blocking drugs. You know, it's like yeah, well, what, well, they can't on. go I mean, get a driver's they, license like they did before when they were 16 years old. Now they got to wait and they got to go through all these courses. All these uh, drivers training, drivers education before they can get a license. Oh, but you can just change your sex 
if you decide at three years old, um, I, mommy, I want to be a girl or I want to be a boy, you know, children cannot make decisions. They don't even know what they want for breakfast that morning. You know, you can't, there's an age level where there are certain decisions that can, they can make and you want them to make in order to, to raise them right, to be critical thinkers. And that's not one of them as far as um, you want a sex change, <laughs> you know, <laughs> good grief. Yeah, they can't even, uh, you know, they, they, you know, they can't even drink, they're not, can't even legally drink a beer, you know, but they can change your sex. You're, and you're right, they can't even drive. Um, and so, you know, I'm going to go ahead uh, and, and, and move forward. But, yeah, that, that really took my, that really got under my skin this past week is when you see this person. Again, hey, that's okay for yourself. I mean, if that's what you want to do for yourself or you're an adult and, and you want to change your gender or whatever, hey, you know, more power to – not more power to you, but, you know, hey, do your thing. You know, be you or whatever the, the woke talk is, right? You know, be yourself, whatever. Mm-hmm. But involve children. That, that's, that's, that's pushing the envelope. Yep, and all, all she, she could say was that it was a – Go ahead. Oh, that it was an enhanced uh, discussion that she would just – she would like to have with him in her office. If, if he wanted to go over it, like, <laughs> yeah. there's nothing complex about it. <laughs> I wouldn't go. <laughs> that would be weird. Yeah. Especially because the way she believes, you know, at least if she had a rational thought and understood the danger of pubescent kids, you know, like Rand Paul said, we don't know what the future holds for those children as far as making the decision to do that, what effects it will have, the long-term effects. You're messing with their brain, their bodies, then they can't, well, some of them can change back, but like you said, if you grow a beard, you know, the chances of you getting rid of that beard <laughs> uh, are very slim to return back to formation as you were created. So, yeah. Anyway, right. I mean, mutilating mutilating their, their, their genitals, you know, it's, you know, at such a young age. And, and then let me tell you, having the all natural, and I would imagine, is still better than any man-made genitalia. I know you can make them, but I can't, I can't believe that it's, you know, just like the real thing, as they say. Right, right. Well, I actually watched a video on YouTube, a couple of them, of transsexuals. They were adults, but um, they had transitioned, and they were sorry that they did it. They had done so in their teens and um, and were re- trying to reverse course um, now as, later as an adult. So, you know, it does happen. Yeah, that's got, that's got to be hard on the body, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. But we're gonna we're gonna get into this uh, this next segment, uh, and then uh, we do see some other callers. If you'd like to chime in on any of what uh, you've heard, push the one on the number dial, and of course we will uh, we'll get you into the show. Uh, also, there uh, if you're in the chat and you want to uh, call in, uh, push the one on. You know, first you got to call three four seven nine four five seven four two eight, and then push the one on your number dial, and we'll get you into the show. But uh, let's get back to his speech. only a few weeks to turn this unprecedented accomplishment into a self-inflicted humanitarian and national security disaster by recklessly eliminating our border. Security measures, controls, all of the things that we put into place. 
Joe Biden has triggered a massive flood of illegal immigration into our country, the likes of which we have never seen before. They're coming up by the tens of thousands. They're all coming to take advantage of the things that he said that's luring everybody to come to America. And we're one country. We can't afford the problems of the world as much as we'd love to. We'd love to help. We can't do that. So they're all coming because of promises and foolish words. Perhaps worst of all, Joe Biden's decision to cancel border security has single-handedly launched a youth migrant crisis that is enriching child smugglers, vicious criminal cartels, and some of the most evil people on the planet. You see it every day. Just turn on the news. You'll see it every day. Under my administration, we stopped the child smugglers. We dismantled the criminal cartel. We greatly limited drug and human trafficking to a level that nobody actually thought was possible, and the wall helped us a lot. And we protected vulnerable people from the ravages of dangerous predators. And that's what they are, dangerous, dangerous predators. But the Biden administration has put the vile coyotes back in business. It has done so in a very, very big way. Under the new administration, catch and release has been restored. Can you imagine? We worked so hard. Catch, you know what that is. You catch them. You take their name. They may be killers. They may be rapists. They may be drug smugglers. You take their name and you release them into our country. We did the opposite. We not only didn't release them, we had them brought back to their country. Illegal immigrants are now being apprehended and released along the entire southern border, just the opposite of what it was two months ago. They weren't coming because they couldn't get in. Once they think they can get in, they're coming, and they are coming at levels that you haven't even seen yet. By the hundreds of thousands, by the millions, they'll be coming. The Biden administration is now actively expediting the admission of illegal migrants enabling them to lodge frivolous societal claims and admitting them by the thousands and thousands and thousands a day crowded together in unsanitary conditions despite the ongoing economic and public health crisis, COVID-19 or, as I call it, the China virus. There's no masks. There's no double masks. The new one that came out two weeks ago. First out, she said, You don't need masks, no masks, no masks. And all of a sudden, want them. now he wants double masks. No social distancing, no nothing, no nothing. They're together, and it's sad, actually, and it's sad for them, and it's sad for our country. What the Biden administration is doing to push Young migrants into the hands of human traffickers and coyotes is dangerous, immoral, and indefensible. Hard to believe it's happening. Biden has failed at his number one duty as chief executive enforcing America's laws. This alone should be reason enough for Democrats to suffer withering losses in the midterms and to lose the White House decisively four years from now.
players, you know, they just lost the White House, but it's one of those. But who knows? Who knows? I may even decide to beat them for a third time, okay? Murderer, we want to bring him back to Guatemala. Honduras, 
sell them to her. They wouldn't take them back. No, we don't want them. We'd fly them in. They wouldn't let the plane land. We'd bust them in. They wouldn't let the buses get anywhere near the border. And I said, we're not going to pay them anymore. So after I said that and I stopped payment, like the term that we used in the world of business was stop payment. So we stopped payment. They were delinquents. We stopped payment. And they very quickly came to the table and we made a deal, very quick deal. Okay, and you know more on uh, illegal immigration. Um, to, you know, saying you change us to a a sanctuary nation and, and a betrayal of our nation. I mean, that's why I dub uh, Biden the occupier in the White House, and I call it the Biden regime because that that is that is what they're doing. He, no, he's not talking about this here, but I mean, if there's any administration, which I don't, you know, I, I call it a regime and administration. That is anything, you know, you know, like a betrayal of our nation. I, I really think it, it is this one with what the, with what they're doing, and the reason, and we know why the reason they're doing that. And and for long term listeners to the show, is that you've heard me probably say this years ago, even before Trump even got in office. Probably, you know, this was probably around the Obama administration. We've been on the show since 2012. I can't believe next year will be a decade. Hard to believe. But, wow, it's just gone on me. Next year will be 10 years since Mark's logic's been doing the show. Um, hard to believe. Uh, but anyway, is I've been, again, I said this years ago, again, even before the, the Trump administration, is that we know what they're doing. Now, they're just now saying that, oh, well, the reason why they're they're doing this is they want to, you know, be in power, get, you know, give amnesty to all these illegal immigrants, you know, so that these illegal immigrants who are now citizens can vote for the Democrats. But I've been saying for years because a couple things. One, I mean, yes, I mean, the vast majority of blacks still vote for Democrats. you got a lot of minorities that do. Um, you know, certain groups of women do. But as time goes on, especially during the Trump administration, but even before then, uh, the support of the of the Democrats, I mean, of the the blacks and, and minorities for them, women for Democrats, and even some youth are starting to wane. So, what do the Democrats need to do? Well, they need to build themselves a new constituency, and that's what all this illegal immigration is all about. It's all about building themselves a new constituents because you know the people who were a lo- you know large part of their voting bloc is starting to wake up to them. They're starting to wake up to the Democrat Party. You're like, uh, wait a minute, and they're moving over the the vote for Republican. So they got to get, you know, they, they they've got to get their, uh, you know, their constituents from somewhere. They got to get people to vote from somewhere. Uh, and the youth, I mean, our replacement uh, ratio is is getting lower and lower. And that's another reason why they're just okay. Both Republicans and Democrats okay with us being flooded with illegal immigrants because, frankly, you know, the, the, the citizens here, we're not procreating at a rate, at a, at a fast enough replacement rate. So in order to, to, to stabilize our population, that, that's enough that they start bringing in all these illegal immigrants. And, and I was also right. going to bring it up that, but um, there's a quote. You mentioned national security, and I've seen a tweet uh, 
you one of those so-called media outlets put something out about you know Biden's national security plan, and I said this. I said, look, I said during the Biden regime, the words national security during this regime is an oxymoron, and to use guidance in the same in, in the same term is misinformation or <laughs> misrepresent. You know, uh, misinformation. Go ahead, Suzette. I like that. That's a pretty good, definitely misinformation. Um, no, I was just agreeing with what you were saying there. And, and um, you know, the legal aliens may not be able to vote in the federal elections, but the states are pushing to allow them to vote in their local elections. And we had talked last week about that uh, as far as local elections and getting involved with that. And so if they, you know, pull up taco trucks and give out free tacos for their votes for their local government, um, that local government mm-hmm. goes up. the So, you know, um, that's how they'll be effective in, in getting, uh, staying in control, staying in power. So anyway, go ahead. Well, because I know that, you know, what it's going to come down to is to go against all this, uh, you know, this anti-American radical uh, agenda that we're going to be seeing through the Democrats for the next two years, it's, you know, and maybe even beyond, is it's going to take the local governments to basically, you know, fight against all, all this, you know, all this government rule. I mean, we really are going to have to rely on the power of the state, the state legislatures, and even your local governments to, you know, step up and say, hey, look, you know, we're, we're just, we're not going to abide by this. And of course, then you can't because you can't. I mean, it's been proven, I think, that you know you can't rely on on SCOTUS anymore. I mean, even with the so-called conservative SCOTUS, you you can't you know you 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 can't rest your laurels on on them to do the right thing. You know, uphold mm-hmm. the Constitution and the rule of law. Right. Even though that's what they're paid to do, but you know somehow exactly. they can't <laughs> find the time to do it. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, these so-called representatives who get, as you said, paid to represent us, especially the Democrats, have proven time and time again it's not the citizens that they represent. They've shown more often the Democrats that they represent the illegal immigrants, foreigners, and foreign nations, you know, before they, you know, represent, you know, we the people of these United States. Well, that's because they're so busy worrying about getting reelected, but they're they're fishing in the wrong pond. <laughs> and but the, that's the shame of it. They keep getting reelected. That's one thing that baffles me is how these people just continue to get reelected. Well, those are those committeemen people that that uh, are responsible for that. Yeah, we touched that's on you know, we touched on that last week. Um, you know, part of the uh, – we've talked about this for a long time. We had Jim Condit Jr. on, and you've talked about it as well, Suzette, you know, talking about the uh, the precinct project, you know, which, you know, mm-hmm. we, you know, I want to do more with that. And also with – you know, one thing I've said, I want to, I want to be a poll watcher uh, you know, becoming the next election. I, I'd love to go to one of the places like uh, Michigan or uh, Pennsylvania, which, you know, aren't too far from where I'm at. You know, and do and do some poll watching because I, you know, 
I wouldn't I wouldn't just stand by and, and, and watch these irregularities. And you wouldn't let them bully you around. <laughs> no, that's for certain. That is for certain. Let's go ahead and uh we'll bring it back to uh uh the speech. We still kept the money, we still didn't pay because uh, we made it here. They were rapidly deported and lovingly accepted by those countries from where they came. And it worked out great, so now they accept the people. And we ultimately got along very well with those countries, those three countries, and many countries throughout the world because they respected us again. They didn't respect us. They couldn't believe what they were getting away with. But now Joe Biden has wrecked this great deal, wrecked it. And they're already doing what they were doing before, and they're taking the money. And that's just, it's ballparking of what's going on. To top it all off, the Biden people are pushing a bill that would grant mass amnesty for millions of illegal aliens while massively expanding chain migration. That's where you come in and everybody comes in, your grandmother, your father, your mother, your brother. They come in so easily, so so crazy, so crazy. It even requires that the U.S. government provide illegal voter crossings with taxable funded lawyers. Lawyers. Anybody need a good lawyer? You can't have one. They get the lawyers. They get the lawyers. They're probably very good. The Democrat immigration bill is a globalist call. You take a look at the corporatists. Big tech attack on hardworking citizens of every race, religion, color, and creed. And Republicans must ensure that it never is allowed to become federal law, which is what they want. We must stand tall in the party. We have to do this. We have to stand tall as the for law-abiding Americans and others when they're in. Border security is just one of the many issues on which the new administration has already betrayed the American people. He didn't talk about this stuff. I debated him. He wasn't talking about this. He wasn't. What he signed with those executive orders, they weren't things that were discussed. We didn't know all about him and the press because they're fake news. They're the biggest fakers there are. But the press refused to ask the questions. And when I asked the questions on television, on the debate, Chris Wallace in this case and others refused to let him answer. They refused to let him answer the questions. Maybe we could have found something or the media did its job, which they don't. Their callous indifference to working families is equally clear when it comes to the critical matter of getting Americans' children back to school. And they must get back and get back right now. Right now. Right now. is actually bragging about the classroom education they are providing to migrant children on the border, while at the same time millions of American children are having their futures destroyed by Joe Biden's anti-science school closures. Think of it. We're educating 
students on the board, but our own people, children of citizens, citizens themselves, are not getting the education that they deserve. There's no reason whatsoever why the vast majority of young Americans should not be back in school immediately. The only reason that most parents should not have that choice is because Joe Biden sold out America's children to the teachers' unions. His position is morally inexcusable, you know that. Joe Biden has shamefully betrayed America's youth, and he is cruelly keeping our children locked in their homes. No reason for it whatsoever. They want to get out. They're cheating the next generations of Americans out of the future that they deserve, and they do deserve this future. They're going to grow up, and they're going to have a scar. It's a scandal of the highest order and one of the most craven acts by any president in our lifetimes. It's the teachers' union. It's the votes. And it shouldn't happen. And I have nobody has more respect for teachers than I do. And I'll bet you a lot of the people within that union, they agree with everything I'm saying. Even the New York Times is calling out the Democrats. The mental and physical health of these young people is reaching a breaking point. Tragically, suicide attempts have skyrocketed, and student depression is now commonplace and at levels that we've never seen before. The Democrats now say we have to pass their $1.9 trillion boondoggles open schools, but a very small part of it has to do with that. You know where it's going. It's going to bail out badly run Democrat cities, so much of it. But millions of dollars for schools remain unspent from the COVID relief bills that were passed last year. So on behalf of the moms, dads, and children of America, I call on Joe Biden to get the schools open and get them open. When I left office, and we're very proud because this was something that they said could not be done. The FDA said it, everybody said it, any article you read said it couldn't be done. It would be years and years. I handed the new administration what everyone is now calling a modern-day medical miracle. Some say it's the greatest thing to happen in hundreds of years, hundreds of years. Two vaccines produced in record time others on the way, including the Johnson & Johnson vaccine that was approved just yesterday. And therapeutic relief also, if you're sick. If you're sick, we have things now that are incredible, what has taken place over the last year under our administration. It would have taken any other president at least five years we got it done in nine months. Everyone says five. five. Can you imagine if you had to go through what all of the countries of the world who are now getting the vaccine or soon will be getting it from various companies, but can you imagine if all of those countries had to go through what they've been going through over the last year, you'd lose hundreds of millions of people. I pushed the FDA like they have never been pushed before. They told me that 
loud and clear. They have never been pushed like I pushed them. I didn't like them at all. But once we got it done, I said, I now love you very much. What the Trump administration has done. Uh, he cracks me up. I tell you what. Oh, I didn't like you guys, but we got it done, so now I love you. <laughs> he cracks me up with that stuff. I tell you what. Yeah, that that's one of the things I liked about Trump is, I mean, he, he was such a real. I mean, he is. I don't say what he is such a real person, and you know, it just it, it just he cracks me up. And like I heard him on an interview, uh, I think when he talked about Rush uh, Limbaugh, and his like, yeah, I, I don't really like people who don't like me, <laughs> or something like that. I'm paraphrasing, but it's it, it's just hilarious. Because you know, he is, he's just—he's he's a real person. You know, I mean, you don't try to be politically correct, right? He's just like, yeah, yep. You don't get it done. I don't like you. Get it done. Eh, you know, I like it now. <laughs> that just cracks me up. But anyway, um, you, you know, it's, it's been nice to see. Uh, and, and that's what I don't understand when I see these people, these idiots on Twitter and stuff. Oh, we finally got a a real president. You can tell these people are so deranged by the media. I mean, because they would actually, you know, watch him and pay attention with him without the input of the so-called, you know, media. But I tell you what, I, I think a lot of people's uh, opinions would change. But anyway, um, you know, when he started that that segment off, uh, you know, he's, he's talked about the the, the globalists and they uh, saying you know Republicans got to fight against this. Now, there's also going to be we're going to actually have some Democrats. We were going to have to fight against it too. Hopefully, there still are, like perhaps Mansion. Of course, you know it's really touch and go with Mansion. I don't know what you just never know whether you can, you know, trust that guy to, to, to do the right thing. You know, sometimes. But uh, but one of the, my biggest takeaways, Suzette, uh, with that is you know again coming back where we say our representatives are so-called representatives now. I mean. They've proven, and that's why I don't see why people elect these guys. I mean, they really, you know, they've proven time and time again that they they put more effort into supporting people who are non-citizens. You know, like what he said. You know, we're educating illegal immigrant children before. We're, you know, with our taxpayer dollars, which you know that that's the, one of the the biggest peeves for me is you know my tax dollars going for that. And right, right, and and the house and vaccines. They're they're those kids are getting the vaccines faster than American kids, you know. But I'm okay with that though. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, and and (laughs) the whole buyer's remorse goes to that right there because the there's minority groups that had were under the impression that under a Biden administration. They were going to receive this, this, and this. And so far, nothing has really been done for that. They're still investigating the reparations. They haven't gotten their $2,000 check. But so far, Biden's done things for the trans people and um, the illegal alien people. And he's done things for everybody else except for the ones that actually voted for him. <laughs> How sad is that? Well, because he's trying to build it up to, for the people who will vote for them for the Democrats in the future. See, he he already he already got the you know here you know for the people who already voted for him he already got what he wanted from them. So now he needs to give it. Now he's going to be paying attention to the people he wants to vote for the Democrats in the future. 
So it's, of course, oh, okay, and that we, means, just, that means um, um, supporting people or providing people that um, that otherwise wouldn't uh, sustain the, the Democrat Party. He needs those people because he knows he, he they've gone too far the other way. They have an agenda to meet, and um, and it doesn't concern the American people. It concerns tearing down the American people and the country. We are the country. So, and that's and that's their goal. I, I mean, I really do. I think they. I mean, I think their goal is to diminish us. I real, that you know, they they. I real, I real. I think their goal isn't you know. I think you know. I think that is. And I tell you what, I was listening to Glenn Beck uh, today, and I, I stopped listening to him for a while. But you know, because I'm, I'm like, well, you know, a lot of times it just sounds like he he wants to just sell some seeds, you know, and. Uh, you know, so that's kind of how it comes across to me. That Glenn Beck, but I tell you, he he had a something on today about you know the how they want to just do that that reset, and I certainly want to talk more about about, about the you know the reset and open um, you know in other shows. But you know, I'm, I'm still reaching out. I'm still hoping. Uh, I haven't, it's, it's already Thursday or Wednesday, and the guy who said you know I'd, I'd be able to eat come on the show for about his campaign run against Kinzinger. Uh, you know, I know he's he's trying to kind of not fight with um, that that lady who's uh, within the Trump administration. You know, because she she's going to get a lot of uh, support just for the very fact that you know she's worked for the Trump administration. You know what I mean? So she already has a heads up on the other guy who's who's running. Uh, but you know, again, still trying to uh, to reach out to get you know, get them on, but. Uh, but anyway, uh, God, we're almost actually halfway through the show already, unbelievably enough. Um, so let's go ahead and end uh, Any other comments on that before I bring, uh, bring us back to the uh, to the speech? Uh, well, I just um, I pretty much we covered it, I think. Uh, the teachers in the schools, he gave um, he's giving into the unions. Somehow, the teachers um, seem more um, ambivalent to others who are delivering food, working at the grocery stores, working the gas stations, working the factories, but heaven forbid they go back to school to teach the kids. You know, they just, their lives are just so important when they're, the threat isn't there. And so Trump is right. They need to get back to school and they need to get back to school now. But then again, they'll be indoctrinated. I'm so torn. (laughs) Well, 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 the thing is, is, yeah, they want to get paid for not working as much. But yeah, but the thing is with that is it's like, Oh shoot! What was I gonna say? Uh, hey, what what I, I, I had a brain freeze. But no, they were. Um, yeah, it's it's like. Yeah, it's, it's, again, it's okay for them to have other people uh, go. And if you're that afraid, you know, get yourself the, the vaccine. You know, go get the. No, I don't plan on it. I mean, there's no. I have no plans whatsoever of of taking that vaccine shot. Especially since I've heard some people saying that. You know, they're thinking, oh, well, this is going to have to be something like the flu shot where you're going to have to take the, the vaccine shot every year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, come on. Oh, yeah, maybe That's even more. Ridiculous. But, you know, these teachers, are, they're, they're teachers, educators, and they're not listening to science. So, you know, they, don't, they shouldn't be yep. educating the kids then if they don't follow science. That's the point I was going to make to keep screaming about the science unless it affects them. <laughs> Unless it hinders them in some way, that you know they're all for the science until until they feel like it goes. The science goes against them. Just like with you know with the what Rand Paul said, you know about mm-hmm. you know you guys don't want to find the you, know, follow, you guys keep saying follow the science, 
but you, you don't want to follow the science when it comes to transgender, you know, activities of giving, you know, minors uh, puberty blocking drugs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or teachers going back to school to teach the kids because they're not that dangerous. They're not spreaders, you know. Right. <laughs> Just, yeah, it's, it's convenient science. Well, yeah, there you go. That's a very good way of putting Yeah, it's convenient science for them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Let's uh, we'll, go ahead. Okay. Yep. Moving it back to our uh, to the speech. The done with vaccines has, in many respects, perhaps saved large portions of the world, not only our country, but large portions of the world. Not only did we push the FDA far beyond what the bureaucrats wanted to do, we also put up billions and billions of dollars. Ten billion to produce the vaccines before we knew they were going to work. It was called a calculated bet or a calculated risk. We took a risk because if we didn't do that, you still wouldn't have the vaccines. You wouldn't have them for a long time. So think of that. We took this this bet. We made a bet because we thought we were on a certain track that you'd be starting to make them right now. It would be a long time before you ever saw them. It takes 60 to 100 days to manufacture and inspect new doses, and that means that 100% of the increased availability that we have now was initiated by our administration, 100%. In fact, the director of National Institutes of Health, Francis Collins, He's Fauci's boss, actually. I think he's a Democrat, too, by the way. Recently said that our Operation Warp Speed was absolutely breathtaking and that the Trump administration deserves full credit. And as conservatives and Republicans, never forget that we did it. Never let them take the credit because they, they just follow now. They're following our plan, but this has been something that they really call they call it a, an absolute miracle. Joe Biden is only implementing the plan that we put in place, and if we had an honest media, which we don't, they would say it loud and clear. By the time I left that magnificent house, at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, almost 20 million Americans had already been vaccinated. 1.5 million doses were administered on my final day alone. 1.5 million in a day. Yet Biden said just a few days ago that when he got here, meeting the White House, there was no vaccine. He said, there's no vaccine. Oh, good. Say it again, Joe. Now, I don't think he said that, frankly, in a malicious way. I really don't. I actually think he said that because he didn't really know what the hell was happening. Never let them forget this was us. We did this. And the distribution is moving along according to our plan. And it's moving along really... Well, uh, we had the military, what they've done, our generals, and all of the people, what they've 
incredible. But remember, you know, we took care of a lot of people, including, I guess, on December 21st, we took care of Joe Biden. Because he got his shot. He got his vaccine. He forgot. It shows you how unpainful that vaccine shot is. So everybody go get your shot. He forgot. So it wasn't very traumatic, obviously. He got his shot. And it's good that he got his shot. Last year, I predicted to you that the extremist corruption and incompetence of the Biden administration would be literally unprecedented in American history. Unfortunately, he has proven me 100% right. Already, as president, Biden has urged Congress legislation, shredding your Second Amendment. Your Second Amendment is in far bigger trouble than you. And for four years, I fought like hell to save your Second Amendment. And we saved it 100%. We saved it. We signed an order to conduct politically correct indoctrination trainings in every department of the federal government, including the U.S. military, after I had terminated these horrible things that were being preached to our military. And he wants it to go forward. It's insane. Within his first few hours, Biden eliminated our national security travel bans or nations plagued by terrorism. His first priority was to open our borders to unvetted travelers from Libya, Yemen, Syria, Somalia, other countries where strict vetting cannot occur, countries that have tremendous problems, countries with tremendous terrorism problems. We didn't travel ban. It was a real achievement. We told those countries, sorry, straighten out your act. We don't want people coming in where they had an ideology or a problem. We just couldn't have it. And it was incredible how it worked was incredible. And he terminated it. We had to get it approved. It went all the way up to the Supreme Court of the United States. We got it approved and terminates it. In addition, He's already increased refugee admissions by nearly 10 times, but in effect, it'll soon be hundreds of times as millions of people flow up who are soon to be open borders. And by the way, the Border Patrol and ICE, these are some of the great heroes of our country. These are incredible. I got to know them very well. Your family still cannot go out to eat. At local restaurants, but Joe Biden is bringing in thousands upon thousands of refugees from all over the world, people that nobody knows anything about. We don't have crime records. We don't have health records. What are they bringing in with them? When I left office, we had virtually ended the endless wars. These endless wars, they go on forever. They go on forever. I would go to Dover and I would see caskets, coffins coming in. I'd see the parents and wives and husbands. I would see the kids. Endless wars, 19 years in Afghanistan. We have it down to almost nothing left. And I hear they might want to go back in. Uh, Iraq. Remember, I used to say, don't go in. But if you're going to go in, keep the oil. But we didn't keep the oil. We had made historic peace deals in the Middle East like nobody thought for It's not a drop of bloodshed. 
soldier has been killed in Afghanistan in over a year. Think of that. Not one. Those troops have largely come home. At the same time, the new administration unilaterally withdrew our crippling sanctions on Iran, foolishly giving away all of America's leverage before negotiations have even begun. Leave the sanctions negotiate. Does anybody understand what I'm saying here? Are there any good business people? You don't have to be a good Are there any bad business people? They took off the sanctions. They took off the sanctions. They said, well, we're going to not have any sanctions. Let's negotiate a deal. I don't know, Matt Schlapp. I don't think you would have done that. Do you think so, Matt? I don't think so. Mercedes would. No, you do that. You make a deal, and then you do what they want. And I, I will tell you something, and I said it. Had we had a fair election, the results would have been much different. And we would have had a deal. We would have had a deal with Iran. With it. Okay, one of the things, and we'll get back to that. I just didn't want to move, uh, go too long without um, some commentary. Uh, one of the things he started in that that previous clip that really sticks to me uh, is you know him talking about risk, right? You know when they took the risk for uh, the vaccine, and and, and here we are, uh, people are taking the vaccine whether you want to take it or not, which frankly I don't and I won't. Uh, but there are people who are, and but that is what it means to be American, in, in my opinion. That's what it means to be American is that Americans and America, we take risks uh, such as you know going back to the moon, going back to Mars. Uh, and it kind of reminds me of people know, here know that I'm a big Star Trek fan, and uh, it reminds me of this clip on one of the Star Trek uh, episodes. Uh, when he talks about that, uh, I'm going to play it here, uh, but it does kind of remind me of, of this episode. For all you Star Trek fans, you'll probably remember this too. They used to say a man could fly, he'd have wings. But he did. He discovered he had to. Do you wish that the first Apollo mission hadn't reached the moon? Well, we hadn't gone on to Mars and then to the nearest star. That's like saying you wish that you still operated with scalpels and sewed your patients up with catgut like your great-great-great-great-grandfather used to. I'm in command. I could order this. But I'm not. Because Dr. McCoy is right in pointing out the enormous danger potential in any contact with life and intelligence as fantastically advanced as this. But I must point out that the possibility, the potential of knowledge and advancement is equally great. Risk, risk is our business. That's what the Starship is all about. That's why we're aboard her. You may... 
I love that clip. <laughs> There's so much things with Star Trek that's actually still relevant today. Uh, that's why, you know, you're looking at a show that's from the 60s, uh, and you still have so many uh, fans and stuff. It's Because uh, it's about the human condition. It really is, and it's about the advancement uh, of, of humanity. And, and that is, I mean, that's what we are. That's what uh, the United States is about. It's about risk. And and Trump, you know, he he took a risk. I mean, a, a great risk. Think about it. I mean, if this if these vaccines would have failed, and, and I mean, and I, I still think they're not as tested as they should be, and I don't fully trust them myself, to be honest. Um, but if they do come out, if future, I mean, if history does prove out that you know this these vaccines will work, you know, well then the risk that President Trump, you know, took. To, to get these, you know, through is going to prove that this could have been one of the, you know, you know, one of the biggest decisions that he he ever made of his political career, or at least when it comes to this. Um, but that's the one that uh, that that sticks to me the most. But uh, go ahead, Suzette, and uh, thank you for uh, indulging me with, uh, you know, the, the the Star Trek clip there because uh, <laughs> I like to play that. Uh, go ahead. Oh, that was pretty good. Not, uh, I'm not a, a Trekkie myself, but um, I do enjoy a, a good episode or two. <laughs> so, um, yeah, when he got to the vaccine part, and, man, he just wouldn't let it go, and it was just cringe, cringe, cringe for me. Uh, they're finding out now Israel is one of the countries that had the largest amount of vaccines disseminated among its people. About 50% uh, of Israel have been vac- vaccinated. And now they're finding out, or actually they're learning, that that probably isn't a good idea to mass vaccinate because now they're having mass deaths. And it's not being reported in the news, but it's being reported from um, Israel, um, local newspapers, you know, in the in the state or the country in areas. And, yeah, it's not a good thing. Um, Germany also finding a lot of deaths uh, with the vaccine, over the vaccine, Pfizer, Moderna. And so you'll soon be hearing um, Fauci or the CDC switching gears to the, um, what is it, Redzibir? Red, I can't pronounce it right. But it was what uh, Trump had taken when he was had COVID. And so they're going to be switching gears to treatment over the vaccinations because they're not proving to work very well, about 8% effectiveness. and And then we don't know you know, as far as the um, effects later down the line. So, yeah. <laughs> so if you start hearing about more of treatment, that's why. But they're not going to tell you that thousands of people are dying, mostly seniors. Um, but, yes, you know, uh, 10 days after the injection, a few days after the injection. Um, in Europe, they are forcing people in the uh, senior homes. There's video that was leaked out, uh, holding them down. They don't want the vaccination, but they're forcing them to get the vaccination. Yeah, it's just not a good thing. And when all this stuff does come out, it's like, oh, what are you doing? Don't. I know you want to take credit for it, but don't. Saying that you rushed it on purpose so that people could get it better, I, I know your intention, but the fact that you did that put people at risk because it didn't have a chance to be vetted all the way through, through clinical trials like it should be. And and now it's going to cost a lot of lives. And I just, oh, my gosh, that was one part of the speech 
that was long, in my opinion, just because he started talking about it and wanting the credit for it. And doggone it, you know, I would love to give him credit for it, but for the fact that the rush to get it out to help people is going to end up hurting people. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, and I know um, I know this is you know what they would consider antidotal uh, antidotal evidence, but yeah, I mean actually my uh, my ex mother in law who she's considering to take it, so I think she's uh, in her se- uh, late seventies, eighties, something like that. Um, I, I give the, the 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 woman credit. You wouldn't know it by looking at. Her. She's a beautiful woman, even in her you know she's in the seventies or eighties, and still be, you wouldn't know it by looking at her. Still a beautiful woman. And but I just uh, but I was telling her the other day, eh, I don't think you should, um, because you know I know someone uh, who she was she's 95 actually, who she took the vaccine because uh, her family wanted her to, and I think like a week or so later she passed away. Um, so I'm kind of causes me concern, and my dad's 90, and there was members of my family who were wanting him to take the vaccine. But I'm like, uh, I don't I don't think that's a good idea. I, I just don't. Um, I think it may be too strong for older people. And I, and I tell you this, and you know I'm really not a conspiracy theorist per se, mm-hmm. but beyond this, I, I, think, I think the I, – I truly think the COVID virus is twofold. I think the purpose of the COVID virus, and I do think pr- there was a purpose behind it. I think there's a – the purpose behind the COVID virus is twofold, threefold really, but I'll get to that. One is I certainly think it was actually put out there and the timing of it was to affect the election. I, I, I truly believe that. Um, there's too many timing coincidences. Two, I think that the – and I do think it was created. I do think the coronavirus was, was created, the, you know, and I think it was created to call – what some would consider the weak uh, in our society, uh, not, not, and that's just not the old. Not just not the old. I mean, you have people who have underlying health conditions who aren't that old who are passing away also from COVID. You know, do, with co- you know comorbidities, and of course, these people's comorbidities are costing the healthcare system a lot of money, and so uh, they're even greatly more affected. And three, I mean, I think there's – so I think it's one, the election, two, to basically, um, you know, call, you know, call the – what they would consider weak, you know, and, and, and a burden on the health uh, healthcare system. And three, I think it's, it was also used to uh, – basically as a, as a possible use for population control. Yeah, and because it does not make sense if there is over-the-counter, which many doctors have used, still are using, and and uh, highly recommend uh, treatment with the um, hydroxychloroquine. And they're still talking about it. The frontline doctors are having great success with it, as as well as the uh, red ah, um that Trump was given. And so if there is a treatment, if you have COVID and they are having, you know, 99% success rate with that, why wouldn't you do that instead of risking, you know, your life or the future of, um, you know, what type of effects it may have on you later 
uh, down the road when you can have treatment that is effective uh, if you get the COVID, you know. So it's not even a, a, a matter of everybody has to have it. It's in the, you know, when you have it. And it's better that way because we all have different genome makeup and we have things in our body that may not have been triggered uh, while we're alive, cancer or, you know, something else that's deadly. And we may pass it on to our children and their children and so forth and so on. So we don't know what this vaccine could possibly trigger in ourselves or in our DNA if we're, chil- if we're having children pregnant and whatnot um, and pass down to them. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even entertain the thought of the vaccine knowing that there is a treatment should I get it. You know what I mean? So that way they can treat me appropriately right. than blanket it for everybody, giving them the same thing. Yeah, so what it sounds like is that the people who really need it are either getting sick from it or dying from it, and the people who really don't need it are get, are fine. <laughs> that's what it kind of sounds like to me. Now, again, that's incidental evidence, but it sounds like the people who really need it, which are the people who have uh, comorbidities and, and older people, they're, they're not doing too well with the vaccine, whereas the people who are younger – you know, like frontline workers and teachers and the younger folks who, as you said, they have treatments for it, right? Then they're getting the vaccine and, and they're being able to work fine with it. So the people who, you know, can get through the vac, you know, get through the the COVID fine, are getting through the taking the vaccine okay, but the the people who otherwise would be even greatly more greatly affected or it becomes fatal for them. Uh, they're not they're not d- dealing with the vaccine too well or taking to the vaccine too well exactly i think rob is on the phone line yeah i do have robert and i was gonna say yeah we have another robert on the line um so let's go ahead and uh bring in uh another robert uh so thank you very much robert for can i feel like i'm talking to myself uh <laughs> we're coming to the show how are you well if i'm doing just fine thank you for bringing me on robert Hello, Suzette. I would say that, uh, you know, with that, with President Trump coming out there, it was refreshing to see him out there. He did a good job. I Again, like what Suzette said with him talking about the vaccines, it should have been X-made. Don't, don't bring that up because that's to let the Biden administration go down for that since they're praising themselves for being so good about bringing that along, or sorry, having that come along their administration. And Everyone's supposed to be, you know, is going to be saved when, you know, they're finding out that they're not doing so well with that, the vaccine. And it would be best if he would just not say anything about that. It, that that was, like, really a killing point for me with that, with him out there on stage, you know. It's just, um, she just not said nothing. But they were alone. But then that, it seemed like it, the rest of the um, night went well. He still had that fire and getting the crowd going, even though it's a small room. It was, a, it was like a rally for him. He thought he was at the rally. So these people are just probably just scared to death, just don't know what to do with him up there because it, he's got that small crowd. And he took took charge with it. And, uh, you know, he did a good job. And that's all I got to say about that at the moment. Yeah, 
I just got a report here that they oh, – we knew this was coming – is that the House did pass the bill, H.R. 1, it sounds like. Um, this is why that Republicans got to take back the House and repeal this bill in 2022, because it passed 220 to 210. So this bill passed the House by 10 votes, 10 votes. Okay, so there had to been some Republicans that voted for this um, because there's only a five – through my understanding, there's only a five, five-vote gap in the House. Um, so I wonder if any Republicans voted for this. But anyway, so the Democrats – you know, pretty much all the Democrats voted for this thing, and we got to repeal this before 2024, or it's going to be another disaster uh, in 2024. And we, we've got to get our local the, – the local politicians – to uh, you know, do that now. Of course, it's got to pass the Senate. Um, you know, but let's hope because uh, it's going to require some uh, some you know Republican votes in the Senate. So let let's hope it don't get past the Senate. Or man, we're going to be we're, we're, something's going to have to be done. Uh, the, the Republicans have to take the House back. Uh, in in, in twenty uh, twenty two, if they're even able to, because I mean this could even, I mean th- this can even affect the twenty twenty two elections. It, it's it, it's bad, folks. It, it really is. Um, gosh, we got to hope that this doesn't call your senators. I mean, if you were if you were, have a wishy washy senator or if you have a Democrat senator, um, then give them a call and say, look, you know we you know we're not for this, but. Um, it's it, it's bad news, but go ahead. I'm I'm, I'm kind of moving off uh, the, the the topic, but I just got an alert uh, that they, uh, you know, that it passed the house. To think about it, 220 to 210, ten votes, only ten votes, people, out of what 435 people. So you know, I guess five didn't vote, but. Um, think about that. Think about that. Ten votes is 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 all it took. It could all it could take to fundamentally change our voting system to to be just as corrupt as it was in this last presidential election. Ten votes. That you know. That we're we're gonna have to watch every single because seriously, we're gonna have to watch every single election. Whether it's a House of Representatives, whether it's Senate, whether it's the President, because with these close margins and how um, you know how much can change, but just because of, with these close margins, it, we got to be very. I mean, these past these next two years, we got to be very diligent in, in, in what and what we're doing with with these elections. Well, Robert, if I may. Jump in here. Go ahead. Um, you're right. You're right. And that's 10 votes that, you know, it's going to be like that for the next two years. And they're going to sneak in all kinds of things in these bills that we all got to read the bills. There's always these little little fun things that they throw in there. And 10 votes, that, you know, that's pretty good for, fortunately, that's the way, uh, the way it turned out. But for the Republicans to have that much support in it. 
usually they're they're just dying with the, the Democrats in the House. They just go along with it just so they can have a seat, you know, if they don't get ridiculed the whole time they're there from the Democrats because they get bullied into doing this. And it's going to be like that. And, that you know, that's promising that there are so many that went that direction. And and you're right, you know, you got to get more involved with that because, uh, I mean, what, was 11 million votes that um, killed us? No, wait, sorry, take that back. Was it 6, 000, 6, 6 million votes that killed us that let Biden win? Well, if you can, if you believe that those six billion ballots are valid, which I which I don't which I don't think they I right, personally I don't think they are. I mean I do think that the uh, yeah I, I don't believe that. I mean I know that's a lot of votes to to rig, but when you were talking about a system that could be you know an electronic system that can be manipulated so that you know one vote only counts as you know you know, 75% of a vote or something like that, then those yeah. numbers, you know, when you're talking about, you know, hundred and you know, 150 million people, that can add up, that can add up quick. <laughs> sure, sure. And I don't think they expected it to be so high. I think when they rigged it, they, they were going to try, you know, within so much with Trump, but they put so much involved in it that the machine kicked out that big number. How the hell did he get more votes than President Obama? I mean, that many people voted for him? I don't think so. But again, I think they just kicked in so much bullshit in there that that you had that now the number where they just really just kicked um, Trump's ass. That's why it's just so it's not right. But that's another topic. Yeah, well, and and we may ne- well we know, but it may never get out, especially with. SCOTUS being as uh, as weak as it is right now, but let's go yeah. ahead and um, Thank yeah, you. we're gonna go ahead and bring it back to uh, our, uh, our uh, President Trump's uh, speech at CPAC. Okay. They wanted those sanctions. Of, took them off for nothing. For nothing. Now you watch how tough they negotiate. And another horrendous surrender he agreed to get back into the World Health Organization. For approximately $500 million a year, which is what we were paying. When I withdrew from the WHO, and you know the whole story with that, they called it badly. They really are puppets to China. They called and they wanted us to stay in. I said, how much are we paying? Approximately $500 million. How much is China paying? A much larger in terms of population country. Sir, they're paying $39 million. I said, why are we paying $500 million and they're paying 39 I can tell you why. Because the people that made the deal are stupid. That's why. So, so, and I had no idea how popular it was. I didn't even know if I would be able to politically because people were so happy when I did get out. But I said, so we went in, we could get it for $39 million, which is what China got, $500 million, which is what we were stupidly paying. And they said, we can make a deal. We want you to go in. We can make a deal. Okay. And I, did, I decided not to do it. We could have had it for 39 We could have had it for the same as China. And they decide now to go back into the World Health Organization and pay $500 million. What the hell is wrong with that? No, no. This is just... This is just 
just emblematic. It's a tremendous amount of money, but compared to trillions, it's not, but it's a tremendous amount of money. Why would China pay $39 million and we're paying almost $500 million? Why? So we could have made the same deal that China had, $39 million, and they just say, we're going back in. We're going back into the World Health Organization. They go back in, they pay $500. It is so sad. Just like Iran and the World Health Organization, Joe Biden put the United States back into the very unfair and very costly Paris Climate Accord without negotiating a China doesn't kick in for 10 years. Russia goes by an old standard, which was not a clean standard, and other countries, but we get hit right from the beginning. Would have cost us hundreds of thousands and millions of jobs. It was a disaster. But they go back in. I could have made an unbelievable deal and gone back in, but I didn't want to do that. Surrendering millions of jobs and trillions of dollars to all of these other countries, almost all of them, that were in the deal. So... They have favorable treatment. We don't have favorable treatment, and we just said, we're going back in. To go back in, they wanted us so badly, you could have negotiated. If you wanted to go back in, the cleanest air, the cleanest water, and everything else that we've ever had, so I don't know what we want. And what good does it do when we're clean, but China's not, and Russia's not, and India's not, so they're pouring fumes, you know, the world is actually a small They're pouring fumes, and we're trying to protect everything and building products for three times more than Now, they could have made a great deal. If they were going to go back in, that's fine. But they could have made a great deal. They said, we're back in. These people. And in one of his first official acts, which was incredible because, again, he talked about energy. He never said he was going to do this. He canceled the Keystone XL pipeline. Destroyed. jobs that you hear, but 42,000 great-paying jobs on just about day one, right? He never talked about that during a debate, because he wouldn't have gotten away with it. Well, he would have, because they cheated so much, it probably wouldn't have. No, but that was not a topic of conversation, remember? Fracking, you can frack. Oh, we love fracking. During the primary, no fracking. As soon as he got through that, he said, no, of course, everybody can frack, no fracking. You wait till you see what happens with your gasoline. Wait till you see what happens. And we cannot let this stuff continue to go on. One of my proudest accomplishments as president was to make America energy independent. The United States became the number one energy
just be the start. How bad is wind power? So I talk about it all the time. We went to CPAC, remember, I said, we're going to watch the president. Oh, Alice, uh, the wind isn't blowing. I don't believe we'll have any electricity. Remember, we would, we would kid, but I wasn't actually kidding. It's such an, it's such an expensive form energy. It's so bad for the environment. It kills the birds. It destroys the landscapes. And remember, these are structural columns with fans on them. They wear out. And when they wear out all over the country, you see them. Nobody takes them down. They're rotting. They're rusting. How this is environmentally good for our country. And it costs many, many times more than natural gas, which is clean. It costs many more to, and can fuel our great but you can't do that, and, and uh, solar, I love solar, I have the capacity to do what we have to do to make America great again. Sorry, it just doesn't work. Under the radical Democrat policies, the price of gasoline has already surged 30% since the election, and will go to $5, $6, $7, and even higher. So enjoy that when you go to the pump, and they'll say, that'll be about... Uh, $200 to fill up your van. You'll go to this room. Remember, they used to go to the little small vans. They got away from the big ones that everybody wanted. They went to the small ones. Well, you know what? Probably a good investment, as long as these guys have their say, because, you know, it's a, it's a shame what's happening. Energy prices are going to go through the roof, and that includes your electric bills. That includes any bill having to do with energy, our biggest cost. We will now be relying on Russia and the Middle East. For oil. And they talk about Russia, Russia, Russia. What's better than what this guy said for Russia? I had oil when they were actually paying you to take it, okay? Now, was a little, remember, they were going to give you 37 a barrel, but you had to take it away. You had free oil almost for a period of time. One way I was proud but we also had to save the energy industry. It worked out well. And I dealt with Russia, and they cut back on production, and we got it back up. But now it's going the opposite because now they're taking this incredible energy independence away from the people of our country, and you're going to see costs go like you have never seen them go before. It's a very sad and very stupid thing that they're doing. The Biden policies are a massive win for other oil-producing countries, and it's also for the United States and our great citizens. Joe Biden and the Democrats are even pushing policies that would destroy women's sports. And they're going off on a different topic, so I want to go ahead and cut here. we got Kelly on the line. Kelly, uh, we'll get you in. And, and, yeah, that's one of the first things that, that Biden did was get rid of the XL pipeline. And all that does, yeah, that, all that does is help, you know, China and Russia uh, to do that. Now, we've already seen, you know, you know gas prices going up. We mentioned that earlier on in, in, in the show. And uh, I remember, you know, during the Obama administration – where, you know, we were seeing 3 4 $5, you know, a gallon. And, and there was people – I mean, I've seen on the street people with uh, signs for their SUVs. I mean, people were selling their SUVs because they couldn't afford to fuel them up anymore. They bought these nice-sized, you know, SUVs, uh, bigger cars, bigger protection, and they couldn't afford to, uh, to pay for it, you know, pay for the gas uh, to drive them. So they're selling their, their, their big SUVs to do that now i have a i have an suv but i have a hybrid suv um i mean because i do believe in hybrids and i like renewable sources and stuff especially nuclear fusion which i really wish 
you know, I don't care if this comes. Frankly, I don't care if this comes from the Democrats or the Republicans. Uh, but I would say, I mean, if they, if they really are serious about, uh, you know, clean energy and, and, and what you can get with abundant energy, I don't know why they don't do more about uh, nuclear fusion. Try to bring out nuclear fusion than you know anything else because that that's really where you could get, you know, you know power because an energy because nuclear fusion. Is, it, that's how the sun works. <laughs> that's how the energy and the and the heat and the you know from the the sun works is through nuclear fusion. It's a, so why they don't try to advance that technology more, uh, frankly, is beyond my my comprehension. Um, so you know, and you said you know, remember I can't even talk. I'm so flabbergasted. So I'm so aggravated about this stuff because you had you know yeah we're energy independent. And then we weren't when we weren't energy independent. You know, remember when we went into Iran and Iraq, not Iran, but Iraq and the Middle East, and you had all these liberals with their signs, you know, picketing and protesting, saying, you know, about the Bush administration, which I used to like the Bush administration then until I learned more about it. But then, but there was like no more war for oil. Remember how the libs and their you know battle cry was no war for oil, no war for you know, war for oil. And we're put. What, what's ironic is the Democrats and the liberals are putting us right back in the same position to have war for oil. <laughs> so it doesn't make sense to these to these people. It, it, they really don't. I mean, when someone said, uh, you know, liberals lack common sense. You know, it, it's not the. Okay, that was weird. But did you hear that? That was odd. I have no idea where that yeah, came that's from. A, Maybe that's that, that's the men in suits that come to your door. That's on. Hello? Oh, sounds like someone's got their mic on here. I thought that was I was weird hearing that. <laughs> Let's go ahead and bring in Kelly. <laughs> no, thank you very much, Kelly, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? That was that was odd. I just heard a ringing off of all of a sudden. I guess that was some from somebody's phone, other phone, and their mic was on. Go ahead, Kelly. Hi, rather. I'm I'm sorry I haven't uh, been available earlier. I've been listening, but I'm sending an an email to BLM. Yes, the Bureau of Land Management. And uh, I don't know why people were protesting the Bureau of Land Management this summer. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, we got a situation. We're trying to get some gold mining claims, which we actually some of us have gotten. There's a neighbor that's like, oh no, this is my land. They show up with guns like they're going to try to shoot us three times in two months. It's like, dude, we got the BLM involved, the sheriff involved, the game warden involved. And it's just like, wow. So I'm I'm, I'm sending an email to BLM. <laughs> yes, Bureau of Land Management. All right. So it's rather consuming because I don't want my friends to get shot or if they have to shoot somebody who – anyway, it's been a – all right, back to Trump. Okay, Trump, Trump, Trump. Okay, so it's cute how you just said Russia, Russia, Russia. How many times have I been saying Marsha, Marsha, Marsha? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, well, I tell you what, Marcia, Marcia, Marcia. I mean, maybe Trump's listening to uh, uh, the Bard's logic. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. Well, yeah, that would be funny. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Anyway, so, uh, oh boy. Um, yeah. Did you know I found this out? I had a phone call. 
was it yesterday? Well, I got contacts all over the country. And uh, this contact told me that when, after Biden was inaugurated, a ceremonial thing at the Capitol building, Chief Justice Biden is sworn in or sworn at or both. And then he rides a limo to the White House. And the National Guard was lining the streets, sidewalk, you know. They turned their back. Most of them, like 80, 90 percent of them, turned their back to Biden as he traveled down this limo. And then Congress is like, oh, we want to make sure that uh, the, the military uh, takes a new oath of office and uh, we don't have any radical people. Well, what? Why are you so scared? Maybe you did cheat. So one thing I noticed in watching Trump live on Saturday at CPAC so what, do I have to beat these people a third time? Oh, ho, ho, ho. that was interesting. And he really, of course, talked quite a bit about you know the borders. And did I hear it right? I'm listening to the show while I'm working, but I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Did he say hundreds of thousands of people are going to come into our borders? Did he actually – was that what he said as far as the numbers? It, it very well fighting. may be, yeah. That's a little bit frightening because we'd have a freaking invasion, man. 100,000 people coming across the border. If that's not an invasion, I don't know what is. So that's pretty mind-blowing. Um, you do know there's supposedly uh, some type of uh, – going to be an attack at the Capitol tonight or tomorrow, and they say it's a militia. Really? <laughs> Maybe. I don't – really? That's Fox News, my neighbor, knocked on my door and said, hey, did you hear about the – there's going to be an attack on the Capitol. Tonight or tomorrow? I was like, what? Interesting. Interesting. There's going to be an attack on the Capitol. Oh, by the way, my contact also mentioned that at night, the White House is completely dark. This is a contact that I, I trust. He's very good at his facts. does deep research. He'll dig into a topic and just dig, 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 dig. Anyway... At night, the White House is dark. Is Biden actually in the White House? I don't know. <clears throat> we have some mind-blowing things going on here. It's very questionable. We, you know, some say, "Oh, the military is really in charge, and and they're going to put Trump back in office." Okay, I'll believe that when I see it. Yeah, that's you not know. you know. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, okay, I'll believe when I see it. It'll be a national news story, and people will be calling me up. Did you hear this? Okay, if it happens, I'll be one of the first people to find out. <clears throat> but anyway, so what's Trump, you know, he hinted about uh, his wife being the first lady again in 2024. Um, even Lindsey Graham said, if Trump runs in 2024, I will support him. What? Okay. Got a change in heart there. Or no, it was Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell, you know, these elderly statesmen <clears throat> who kind of vacillate. Uh, Mitch McConnell is going to support uh, Trump if he runs in 2024. Okay. Interesting, you weren't really singing that tune about a month ago, or, you know. Politics is so absolutely bizarre, mind-blowing, you don't know what the truth is. 
Well, it's because they're not telling the truth, and we expect them not to tell the truth. But anyway, um, so there's some <clears throat> thoughts I just wanted to share with you. I'm like, okay, what's really going on in our government? What's really happening? Why are they trying to impeach Trump? Why are they trying to get the military to make some new pledge of loyalty? Like what? Then they take a pledge to uphold the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Oh, wait, maybe it's because the National Guard turned their backs on Biden as he traveled from the Capitol building after the inauguration to the White House. Maybe a lot of people figured out that maybe, just maybe, some people were not legitimately elected. And so I guess we shall see what's going to happen in the days to come. By the way, March 4th? March 4th. March 4th. Why March 4th? Huh. March 4th. Before the 20th Amendment, the date that the old president resigned and the new one stepped in was on March 4th. Isn't that interesting? I think it was FDR and the presidents before him took office on March 4th, which happened to me tomorrow. Hmm. What's going on here? Hmm. So, <clears throat> Trump, I do like, I did like his speech on Sunday in the sense that he used the word we an awful lot. We, we, we. Me, me, look at me, look what I did. Hooray, worship me. No, he was a we person. Giving credit to an awful lot of people. We, we, we. So, that shows, like, okay, maybe he's been changing his tune a little bit. So, anyway, I just uh, just throw out some thoughts. I want to get Suzette's thoughts are. Well, I can, let me go ahead and, um, I don't know if it's Suzette still or, or Robert's uh, on the show, because we looks like we dropped Suzette's call, but we still have Robert's, but maybe it might be Suzette's. Um, so is this Robert or is that uh, line we're opening up here? It could be mine right now. Okay. Well, well, we're at the point, unfortunately, where uh, we can no, no, take no longer take any calls. Um, we still got uh, plenty there. So, so did you want to comment on anything that, that Kelly stated? I mean, yeah, I've been <laughs> seeing a lot of stuff about the lights being off the White House. I mean, I, supposedly there's some kind of uh, – Construction or something going on there, but you know, I don't know. Well, well, I just went with what Kelly said there. I, I agree with him about the Wii thing. That that was a good point right there. With President Trump with the Wii thing, I I agree with that. Well, we got more of the uh, the speech here that I want to go through tonight. So let me go ahead and uh, get that. Uh, Heat up, and we'll we'll move forward. Hopefully, we'll be able to hear uh, from Suzette more as well. A lot of new records are being broken in women's sports. Hate to say that, ladies, but got a lot of new records. They're being shattered. Years of weightlifting. Every ounce is like a big deal for many years. All of a sudden, somebody comes along and beats it by a hundred. Young girls and women are obsessed. 
that they are now being forced to compete against those who are biological males. Not good for women, not good for women's sports, which worked so long and so hard to get to where they are. The records that stood for years, even decades, are now being smashed with smashed. If this is not changed, women's sports as we know it will die. They'll end. It'll end. What coach? I'm a coach. You know, I want to be a great coach. What coach, as an example, wants to recruit a young woman to compete if her record can easily be broken by somebody who was born a man? Not too many of those coaches around, right? They are around. They won't be around long because they're going to have a big problem when their record is, we're 0-16, but we're getting better. No, I think it's crazy. I think it's just crazy what's happening. We must protect the integrity of women's sports. So important. Come first. We don't put it first. They don't put it first. 
Over the past four years, my administration delivered for Americans of all backgrounds like never before. Like never before. We built the strongest economy in the history of the world, raised wages, and achieved the lowest African-American, Hispanic American, Asian American unemployment rates ever, ever, ever recorded. It was so great for everybody of all backgrounds that even after the China virus, we are leading the world. Nobody's even close. We're leading it in the comeback. Our economic comeback has been incredible. That's because the financial and economic foundation we built was so strong that unlike other countries who are having a hard time, we didn't break. We came roaring back, and now our stock market and your 401ks are, again, at record levels, higher than ever before. Many people have asked, what is Trumpism? A new term being used more and more. I'm hearing that term more and more. I didn't come up with it. But what it means is great deals, great trade deals, great ones. Not deals where we give away everything, our jobs, money. Like the USMCA replacement of the horrible NAFTA. NAFTA was one of the worst deals ever made, probably the worst trade deal ever made. And we ended it. You know, a lot of people forget we ended it. Now we have the USMCA, Mexico, Canada. It's incredible what it's done for our farmers who are doing fantastically. Did you see grain prices and grain sales are at an all-time high? Wheat, all-time high. So many elements of farms and farmers, and they love me. It's going to be very close in Iowa. Well, it wasn't close. We won our landslide, Iowa, because our farmers know, and they put up with it, and we did a lot of work with the tariffs and all these things that we had to do to get it, and now the farmers are doing great, but they're setting records. It means low taxes and eliminating job-killing regulations, Trumpism. It means strong borders, but people coming into our country based on a system of merit, so they come in can help us as opposed to coming here and not being good for us, including criminals, which there are many. It means no riots in the streets. It means law enforcement. It means very strong protection for the Second Amendment and the right to keep and bear arms. It means support for the forgotten men and women who have been taken advantage of for so many years, and they were doing great. They were doing great before that horrible thing from China came in and hit us. Now they're starting to do really well again. You know, if you think about it, we built the economy twice. We built it then. And then, like every other country in the world, it went down, and then we built it again. Now it's higher in many ways, certainly in the stock market, it's higher in many ways than it was before. That's because of the foundation. And no country comes even close to competing with our comeback. And it means a strong military and taking care of our events, but a strong military, which we have totally rebuilt. We have rebuilt it. And our military has never been stronger than it is today. It was tired, it was depleted, it was obsolete, and now we have the best brand new equipment ever made, and it was all produced right here in the USA. Isn't that? And we take care of our best. You know, we had a poll recently just before leaving office. 
The vets had a 91% approval rating. By the way, we took care of them. That's the highest number in the history of the polls. On top of all of that, we have even created the Space Force, the first new branch of the United States government. The mission of the Democrat Party is to promote socialism. They want to promote socialism, ultimately leading, unfortunately, to communism. And that will happen. If you look at Venezuela, you look at some of these countries, that's why some of our biggest supporters are from South America, Latin America, because they've seen what with all of this cancel culture and can't speak and let's cut them off and let's not give them words. The mission of our movement and of the Republican Party must be to create a future of good jobs, strong families, safe communities, a vibrant culture, and a great nation for all Americans, and that's what we're creating. Their party is based upon unvarnished disdain for America, its past, and its people. You see that happening. It's horrible the way they treat the legacy of our country, the culture of our country. Our party is based on love for America and the belief that this is an exceptional nation blessed by God. We take great pride in our country. We teach the truth about history. We celebrate our rich heritage and national traditions. We honor George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Tom Anderson, and all national heroes. And of course, we respect our great American flag. Judeo-Christian values. 
Hundreds of they never gave us ten cents. It was a one-way street. We took in hundreds of things enduring negotiations. Well, speaking of that, you know, one of the things that they're talking about, and I'd like to hear more about this. I'm going to turn uh, to turn the mic down because I don't know if there's some background talking or noise there. But um, one of the things that I know to talk more about. Uh, I think that spe- the speech is almost over, but. Um, when we talk about, uh, you know, money, it's one of the things that I heard, and I want to get more information about, is how they're talking about, oh, well, you know, we don't think that, uh, you know, for national, that, you know, for national uh, elections that people should be able to do uh, private money uh, to mm-hmm. to national elections. So, I, you know, so I don't know if that means, you know, I can't directly uh, send my money to, to Trump because that's private money. It's my money. Um, which I find, if that is indeed the case, that well, what because it's not a big corporation that you know, or a big tech which uh, contributes to the uh, the Democrats, you know. So then, what they're trying to take uh, take that away, or, or have the people who are career politicians, including Republicans, uh, who are you know corrupting, you know, not getting money straight from the people by. Uh, by companies who they could be beholden to instead of being beholden uh, to the American people. Now, one thing that I think uh, is poignant in what he was talking about is he talked. Trump has you know mentioned their disdain for America, and that is the left now. The left has a disdain for America and 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 the people of America who don't want to see a fundamentally change to communism, and that's what they want. And what we need to start realizing is, and, and I, I truly believe this, you know, this to be the case, is that we have to defeat the left because it's actually only us. If we want to save America from being a, you know, a communist country for our children and grandchildren, then it's going to be up to us because the people we're fighting against, they don't love America. We do, and so you can't leave the the fate of. America and their hands, because America will no longer be, frankly, America if if, if we do. It, it, that's just, it's plain and simple. So it, it's got to be us. We got to find a way to like defeat these people. We, we that's one bad thing about conservatives. I think conservatives are too are too uh, too nice. 
too civil, maybe. And, and I think that I think it's time for that to stop. Uh, so uh, well, I'm going to bring it back over to uh, you, Kelly, and to bring it over to Robert or Suzette. Um, so that, that's my take on that. And again, that's really poignant when he's talking about you know their disdain for America because they really do. I, I really do think that the left, and I'm not just talking about the politicians. Now I'm talking you know and their media sycophants. I mean I think the you know I hate to even use the word rank and file, but I would say even a lot of your de- uh, everyday Democrats are to the point where uh, they hate America. Over to you, Kelly. Do we still have you, Kelly? Okay, are you there, Rob? Rob or Suzette? Yeah. Yeah, I'm right here okay. with you. Uh, okay, there you go. Looks like we lost Kelly. <laughs> oh, I thought he jumped in there. No, no, I I, I called on him and he's silent. Yeah, that's that's unusual. Um, well, uh, not yeah, really. Robert. Sometimes he gets off and someone needs him for something. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I hear you with that. You know what? This is thing. I mean, right. The, the Democrats hate hate uh, America. They're trying to destroy us and everything. And you know, you got the Chinese influence too with their communist regime trying to take over. I mean, it has a lot to do with right now. Uh, I'm not worried about more of, a, of being a Russian communist, but I'd say China big time. Uh, they're doing everything they can within the schools and the people, and it, it's getting darn right scary. And you're right, you know, us the conservatives need to kind of like uh, man up here. And start, you know, playing, playing, um, changing the rules on them. You know, playing their game a little bit. So be a little smarter about it. And when you do do it, hit them where it hurts. I, I mean, that's all I could say. You know, with the Democrats, they they need a good slap in themselves. And I'll turn it back to you. Yeah, and they do. And and, and the thing is, in their hatred, not only stems for America. I mean, it's it stems to Trump. That's why I think they hate Trump so much, because Trump, I think what Trump symbolizes for the left is I think he symbolizes America. And I, and I think uh, and since they hate, you know, they hate America, they hate Trump. Uh, and because, and they, they hate Trump for his uh, America first policy. You know, they think that, uh, I don't know. And again, I blame in part our education system which, as he also brought up, is you know the indoctrination of our youth. I am so glad my, my daughter is what they call a a, a a Gen Z or something like that, or I guess Generation Z or whatever. She's eighteen, and you have no idea. Well, you might, but how relieved I am that she, um, you know, that she's not a liberal, and she, I mean, you know, that that, that she's not a liberal, and and she even fits some of the categories. Uh, that would otherwise make people think that she's liberal, but she's she's not. Um, and so, one of which, of course, is her being a Gen, you know, Gen Z, and you know, being a young female, and you know, there's you know some other things. But 
But, uh, you know, but I, I do, I feel so fortunate that she's not. Actually, uh, Trump, uh, two things that, I mean, she really never was, ne- never really did lean left. Maybe just a little bit. There was a, a few times in her, like, uh, mid-teens that I was, I was concerned about it. Uh, but I tell you what, with, uh, with Trump being in office and what they did to Trump and then what BLM, you know, and the whole, you know, white supremacy and, and uh, systemic racism. And, and I tell you what, the Democrats better be careful. Because could you imagine, you know, could you imagine, because what, what they're trying to do with this whole, uh, you know, white privilege and, you know, systemic racism and, and white supremacy is all throughout the military. You know, what, what the left might better be careful of is they may have not indoctrinated, and I'm, this is my hope, really, that they didn't indoctrinate, indoctrinate were, were successfully indoctrinate enough people, and frankly enough white people, to be ashamed of being born white and, and, and saying that oh, we need to somehow apologize for being born that way. But could you imagine if, you know, if white people in America or white folks in America voted in, in, in a block and said, you know what, we're tired of being called racist just because, of that, because we were born white or said we had privilege just because we were born white, you know? I mean that you know that's ridiculous, or that there's automatic systemic racism, and and according to Coke, which I will never drink again, uh, and Coke actually used to be my favorite. You know, if I when I drank soda, uh, you know, C- Coke was one of my favorites. It's not my favorite, but I'll I'll never drink a drop of Coca Cola for the rest of my life because I'm not going to have a company tell me I have to be less white, and one of the ways for me to be less white was to be less sure. Well, what do you mean be less sure? I said, you know, doubt myself because I'm white. You know, don't be so sure, you know. Um, and, it, and it's it, it, and some of the other things that they were saying, you know, when trying to teach people not, you know, uh, who work for the company and not be so white, it's ridiculous. I, I tell you, I hope, I hope Coca-Cola stock crashes. And I would say for anyone out there who drinks pop, drinks soda, that just, you know, Again, it's not going to be tough. I mean, I, 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 you know, I like Amazon Prime, but I dropped Amazon Prime. You know, I don't use Google as much as I used to. I, I, and I use Proton Mail from my email. I'm trying to stay away from Google. I don't use Amazon. I don't use Etsy. Um, you know, I, you know. So I've dropped uh, some things that are that aren't easy. And I like Coke. When I if I want a, a soda, I want to drink a Coke product. But I'll never drink. You know, a, a Coke product will never, you know, pass these lips again. Uh, because it's it's ridiculous. I'm I'm sick of seeing this, and we I mean we need to stand up, and we need to and as I said, we need to as conservatives, we need to stop being so polite. God, you you nailed it right there. And uh, I, I must be a, a terrible American. I didn't think about the Coke drinking Coke. My God, that's right. And here I bought one on the other day. You know, and it was good, like you said. And now, oh man, I got stomachache now because it's a it's a good point. About drinking Coke because yeah. of that, and this whole whiteness thing is just—it's just out of control. And we have we we have to hit them in their wallets. That is the only way. That is the only way. I mean, because think about it. And they started the whole cancel culture, so it's time for us to start canceling them. You know, they started with you know when Obama was in office, and he was using the IRS, you know, to uh, basically to punish uh, conservative organizations. Uh, and, and and then you had places like YouTube, uh, you know, you had places like YouTube that were 
you know, demonetizing, uh, you know, conservative, you know, conservatives on, on their platform. So it's time for us to start getting away from them. I mean, uh, you know, we need to, you know, get, you know, have people go and mask the parlor. Uh, we need to finally get. I can't wait till I can finally get rid of, you know, get rid of Twitter. But we we need to come up with those type of things. So you know, with social media. I mean, social media mm-hmm. is, is it, it, you know, and, and I used to have like try to have like little uh, little debates. I'm actually actually live on the show tonight having this little debate with the liberal, which I don't know why I continue to do. It's a complete waste of time, and it is. We need to stop. We need to, when it comes to liberals. We need to start. We need to stop talking to these people because, frankly, they're too far gone. That we they're, they're they're not even they're not even worth trying to have a dialogue with them. You know, just like what I think Rush Limbaugh. You know, we need to. Just, the only thing we need. The only thing that we need to do uh, with with the with the left is to, to is defeat them. We need to politically defeat them. Because if we You're don't right. politically defeat them, we may very. If we don't politically defeat the left, it may it may well come down to a civil war. Which nobody wants. You know, there, there are so many mic drops you pulled on me right now, and I agree with you. Uh, they, they got the corner market with the social media, with them having the Twitter. I mean, I mean, Twitter, who cares what, what, what goes on there? That's what just bugs me the most is, I mean, how come your job is going to prevent you from get a promotion or a job because you post on some Twitter? Who cares? What's on there? It's just the freaking website that that people go on to, and um, I, I've had a guy try to get me. I've had a guy try to get me fired. Actually, I I posted something on Twitter, and uh, he so what he, he the guy actually looked me up. You're unable to do that now because I fixed it, uh, but he actually looked me up and found a way to get uh, to send stuff to my employer. To try to get me fired. Jeez, that, and that's what they do, and, and, you know. Fine. And I used to, you know, it's like, look, fine. If you guys are going to do that, we need to fight fire with fire. We need to start doing that stuff ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Uh, they they got the groundwork going for them. I tell you that. I mean, they 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 have those ways of doing things. I mean, not to, I mean, to pull a website out there like a Twitter, like a Parler, right? Is that that's like the Twitter. Well, well yeah, they're trying to make, yeah, for, for parlor. Yeah, which um, yeah, okay. yeah, I got to find my password again for there because when they shut it down, then I've get, I got logged out, so now I got to get logged back in. But good. <laughs> um, but that was, I mean, that's a brilliant move what they did. They're able to control that. That's what just sucks is that they got ahead of the game on that. Yeah, they pulled the carpet out from us. It's like, oh crap! Didn't think about that. We got to have your own server. You got to have your own. Freaking line! I mean, to, to do this, and and they nailed it. And they, they got us by the balls on some of this stuff. But again, and then we just don't go to it. So I mean, you don't have to go to Twitter. You know one thing? You ain't have to watch TV. If we stop watching TV, that would just shut them down big time. Yeah, that's there's no true. One I mean, I, no, that's true. I mean, I like to get away from. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I watch. You know, I watch Netflix. That's how I kind of unwind at night. Uh, but yeah, even that. I mean, it's going to come to the point where the only thing we're going to be able to do is, just, is sit around the fire, you know, with our friends, knocking back a few brews. <laughs> you know, back when we were younger, because they did. I mean, they, they 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 did. They took over. The left has taken over almost every aspect of of, of society and of of modern technology, modern life. The the left has taken over most of modern life. <laughs> 
They really have. Yes. I mean, if you're talking about your, you know, your your Netflixes and your you, you know your YouTubes and your social media, uh, they they've taken over that. They've taken over our education system. You know, they've taken over the media. They've taken over uh, the uh, entertainment industry. Uh, because what they did, and I mean, I got to give them credit for that, bastards. Um, you know, I'm not saying they're stupid, but they're bastards. And, you know, they position themselves to be in places of influence, places of power, where we basically you – know, here's the thing. Here's the ironic thing, and that this kind of pisses me off when I think about it. Now that we're at Bob's <laughs> Logic After Dark, I can feel comfortable saying pisses me off. And the thing that pisses <laughs> me off is it, 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 here's the here's the thing that pisses me off. It's conservative Americans that have built this country, and it's liberal Americans who are trying to tear it down. We we the, uh, conservative Americans put ourselves in positions of employment of work to actually build the economy and build this nation. We built the businesses, you know. We 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 built the roads, or you know at least paid for them, right? You know with you know, and you know that, and then it's gonna and it's gonna take the left who position themselves in their employment to be influencers such as you know teachers, professors. You know, people who make the social media right, uh, that's how they position themselves, and they're using what they built to destroy America. That's what they're doing. We made America, and we spent our time trying to get, you know, be in positions, you know, of employment to build America, where they put themselves in positions to destroy it. That's my take on it. No, that's a good take. You, you you make a great point. That's true. Um, I'm not worried about as much as with this younger generation because I have a kid that works with me. He's 19 years, 20 years old, and he caught on to what happened here in this election. When I was his age, I didn't care. I had the Clintons involved. The Clintons were, you know, the big threat for me. But they didn't. I didn't have to go to war, so I was happy about that. And um, they didn't bother my partying. You know, they let me party. And then just when Obama got in the office, it's just like, whoa, 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 what happened? And that whole time I was asleep, and I was awake about what this shit's going on. Because, I mean, I used to be heavily in watching sports. Now I don't give a damn about sports because it's so political. It's not even funny. And then you got this with um, with Obama starting everything. It's just like, whoa, we got, we got to check and see what's going on. And it's a little late. We're a little late to the party. But this younger generation that's coming up, they they know what's going on, which is thank God. And this kid that works with me, he's not the brightest, um, sharpest tool in the shoe, um, sorry, toolbox, but he's got the idea, and he'll ask me some questions, and I'll ask him back, and then we're on the same page. <laughs> it makes it it's refreshing to know. Well, see, that's the thing that pisses me off again about the liberals is they always try to, and then I'm going to play the rest of the speech, but. I did want to play all of it on the on this episode. Is it when they try to point out where, where where you know Trump says you know you know paraphrasing they're basically they're claiming he said and he may have said you know you know I you know I love uh, undereducated people or, or something of that nature. And you mentioned that you know there's some people who aren't the sharpest tool in the shed. Uh, but the thing with with that is is you know sometimes those people and they exist and you know and and that's fine. I mean we're we're all individuals. But the thing is, is those people still, you know, they they might not have the the you know the bulging intellect 
that people, you know, like a lot of people on the left look down on. But these people, you know what? They love their country. They're patriotic Americans. Uh, they're, you know, they're loyal. They'll fight uh, for it. Um, and, and now these people, and, and the way that they, and the way the liberals fight, they're, they're, it's a lot different than the way the the conservatives fight too. Um, you know, they're 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 a lot more they're a lot more devious, I would say. Uh, the left is a lot more devious than than the right, and I, I, it's getting to the point where I think that we need to adopt some of that deviousness. Uh, but I do see yeah. guys we're running out of time, unfortunately. Kelly did text me and let me know he's on a call. Uh, so let's go ahead. I'm gonna, uh, I think we're cl- we're close to the end of the speech. So let me go ahead and get to that. You got it.
as an excuse to change all of the election rules without the approval of their state legislatures, making it therefore illegal. It had a massive impact on the election. Again, you have to go to the legislatures to get these approvals. This alone would have easily changed the outcome of the election at levels that you wouldn't have even believed, even with COVID, even with all of the things, the numbers are staggering. We can never let this or other abuses of the 2020 election be repeated or happen again. We can never let that happen again. You see what's going on. We've been set back so greatly with other countries and with the world. We need election integrity and election reform immediately. Republicans should be the party of honest elections that can give everyone confidence in the future of our country. Without honest elections, who has confidence? Who has confidence? This issue is being studied and examined, but the reality is you cannot have a situation where ballots are indiscriminately pouring in from all over the country, tens of millions of ballots, where are they coming from? They're coming all over the place. Where illegal aliens and dead people are voting and many other horrible things are happening that are too voluminous to even mention, but people know, I mean, it's being studied and the level of dishonesty is not to be believed. We have a very sick and corrupt electoral process that must be and the Supreme Court and other courts didn't want to do
system in this country that is honest, fair, and accurate. We need one election day, not 45. don't get this and the other things I'm going to say that you should, like the Supreme Court, be ashamed of yourselves. One day, one day, and the only people that should be allowed to vote by mail are people that can be proven to be either very sick or out of the country or military where they can't do it. One day, they have millions and millions of ballots sitting around all over the place. For long periods of time, gee, I wonder what happens with those ballots. I wonder what happens. It's common sense. It's a disgrace. It's an absolute disgrace. There should be a legitimate reason for someone to vote absentee. It has to have a reason. We should eliminate the insanity of mass and very corrupt mail-in voting. We must have. when they had the convention. You needed voter ID. You needed an ID card. You couldn't get it unless you had an ID. So many people told me you can't get in that place. You need ID. Nobody had ID. You need voter ID. They know that. This is a con job. They're conning everybody. They know that. They know the wall was good. They knew the wall would work, but they didn't want to have it because we wanted it. I made one big mistake on the wall. I should have said, we will not have a wall, and then they would have said, let's build a wall. I made a big mistake. I'm sorry. It took us a year and a half extra because of that mistake. We will not have a wall. We need a wall immediately, said Joshua. We need universal signature matching. They want to pass a bill where you don't have to match signatures, where signatures don't mean anything. Now, they know it's all, just like with the wall, just like with voter ID, when you need to go into anything that's Democrat-run, you need it. But for voting, which is our most sacred institution, uh, you don't, they don't want to let you have it. There should be a 100% requirement to verify the citizenship of every person who votes. There must be a chain of custody protections for every ballot. And you saw what happened in Detroit and Philadelphia and many other places, swing states mostly, all over, but swing states mostly. You saw what happened. You saw what was going on. You saw that more people, you take a look at the votes. When you have more votes than you have people. That's a problem, right? Is that a problem? You know, we have a little problem adjusting in Detroit. We seem to have more votes than we have people. A lot more votes. An election-changing number. We're not talking about a number where you get... No, these are election-changing numbers. In Pennsylvania, they had hundreds of thousands of more votes than they had people voting. What's that all about? What's that all about? Yeah, I'm sorry. 
in Pennsylvania and Detroit, various other places. But there's, there's a tremendous devil like this because they used COVID as a way of cheating. That's what happened, and everybody knows it. Hundreds of thousands and millions of ballots. They used it as a way of getting what they wanted for many years, and the Republicans have to do something about it. They better do something about it. Our election process is worse than that in many cases of a third world country. You know that. You saw what was going on. Even if you consider nothing else, it is undeniable that election rules were illegally changed at the last minute in almost every swing state with the procedures rewritten by local politicians. You're not allowed to do that. And local judges, they want more time, they want this, they want that, all done by local politicians or local judges, as opposed to state legislatures as required by the Constitution of the United States. And these are numbers that are massive. These aren't little numbers. These are numbers that in each state is a transformative number. It changes the outcome of the election. And it's that close. Regardless of your political views, this should concern you as a constitutional man. And the Supreme Court, again, didn't have the guts or the courage to do anything about it. And neither did other judges. And Democrats even admitted in Time Magazine, which is, I would say, on the liberal side, that they couldn't, that they just couldn't hold it in. They had to brag about it. Because what they did, they had to brag about it. They couldn't do it. you got to read the story. It's a disaster. It's a disaster for our country that we can allow something so corrupt to happen. Read that article. I really encourage you, you read that article. Yet all of the election integrity measures in the world will mean nothing if we don't have free speech. And that's where we're at now. If Republicans can be censored for speaking the truth and calling out corruption, we will not have democracy and we will have only left-wing tyranny. And we can do this. We can do this. We're smarter than they are. We're tougher than they are. For some reason, we just don't. We don't get it done. We let them attack our businesses and we don't attack their businesses. I believe your numbers are bigger than their numbers. But you're nicer than they are. You're not as vicious as they are. In the past, we would debate. I would have it. I'd debate. You've seen me for many years. They throw something. I debate. They debate. Who knows who wins? You know, people go. They vote. They see what happens. But they would have an idea. They would disagree. The public would hear it. The debate and discourse would take place. And then somebody would make a decision. You would win. You would lose. The public would make up its mind, but now there is no debate because they refuse to allow our side to even speak or be heard. They don't want debate because we have easy victories in a debate, very easy victories. It's called common sense. It's called other things, but it's called common sense, so they don't want to. The time has come to break up big tech monopolies and restore fair competition. Conservatives must open up our platforms and repeal Section 230 liability. And if the federal government refuses to act, then every state in the union where we have with us, which is a lot of them, 
big tech giants like Twitter, Google, and Facebook should be punished with major sanctions whenever they silence conservative voices. problem um um i just wanted to say um that uh, i can't wait to next week so wait next week to hear the rest of it so other than that uh, take the words uh his words to to heart and uh very motivating and that's pretty much it back to you yeah definitely we definitely need some uh some motivation here um i, I think that's you know i, I think it was uh, you know, pretty motivational, uh, and we, we we certainly need it. We we definitely got our uh, our work cut out for us. And putting, you know, 